Hello and welcome to the Football Betting Podcast. I'm your host Tom Pipkin and I'm joined as ever by my co-host Tom Walker. Welcome guys, thank you for listening as ever. Well what better place to start than the fact we finally landed another bomb-proof treble last weekend so kudos to yourself for, for that one coming in. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think we went, you know, four weeks without a win. You know, we were getting a few few messages on Twitter. You know, come on, where's your winners? And uh, it didn't start off great the treble, did it? No, it didn't. Sheffield United fell behind, didn't they? Pretty pretty early doors. Yeah, and one nil down at half time. Burnley, they were a a, a comfortable nil nil. Rarely, really threatened. Um, and Shrewsbury were the only team that you know ran away five nil winners in the end. But uh, it was all down to Leon Clark, wasn't yeah, it? Uh, it was. Four goals in the second half. Incredible, incredible. We obviously always speak as the games go on, and we were saying, you know, Hull are very fragile. If Sheffield can get one early doors in the second half, then we really thought Hull could collapse as they did, and uh, Sheffield could definitely go on to get more than the one goal. Yeah, absolutely, and. Uh, the whole drama of the there's been a goal at St Mary's and you're thinking, okay, th- this is either making the treble or it's completely done and dusted. Yeah. And uh, thankfully, Sam Vokes' header, which was a sublime header, managed to cement the BPT even further. So great to break that mini little duck we had. Uh, it's another sixty quid into the coffers. So yeah. Um, Delighted to be back to winning ways. 100%. Um, so, this weekend, there isn't any Premier League, there isn't any Championship, so it's just League 1 and 2, because there's a whole host of really exciting international friendlies ongoing. So, we'll obviously do League 1 and 2, as usual. We're going to bring back a little bit of trivia for this week, uh, and then we'll go through kind of the bomb-proof trebles, because we're going to do a joint one this week. And uh, we'll have a look at the fantasy football and all that kind of stuff as usual. Um, before we dive into any games, I just want to get your opinion on the new West Ham United manager because I'm sorry to say again, it's Moisey. <laughs> Honestly, if you want my honest opinion, I think West Ham are going to move even further backwards. I think that it is such a negative. And there's no spark to the appointment or anything like that. I think it's a really poor appointment. I do. I do as well. I don't understand why Moyes. I don't I don't know if they've said why him. Have they come out with anything in particular? Uh, not that I've seen. No, I haven't seen anything. Because it seems like he, he came in literally straight away, didn't he, after they, they gave Bilic the boot. So this must have been planned. He must have been their chosen one for a number of weeks because he literally got him straight in. Yep. And it's really weird. I've seen a lot of backlash on Twitter and on on the other social medias from West Ham fans saying they're not particularly thrilled with it and I can certainly understand why. Oh, absolutely. I mean, whoever was going to follow Fergie was going to fall and I don't I don't have a problem with his time at United, you know, it's, it it was what it was. It was a huge job. Probably the biggest job in world football at that stage. Um, My problem is the things that he's done after um, the chances he's had following United. And um, at Sunderland, what really, really, really just sent alarm bells ringing in my head is Moise's scouting network and his kind of reluctancy to move on. Yeah. He signed Brian Oviedo. Average at best. Yeah. Victor Anichibi, Championship. Darren Gibson, completely and utterly done as a player. Um, he went and signed these players that he'd tried and trusted and you know managed before. Stephen Pienaar, another woeful example yeah. of uh, transfer dealings by Moyes. And I'm sorry, you have to go to... You have to go to murkier and darker places. You have to go to leagues like the Belgian League or you know the Greek League or something like that, and you have to sniff out the players that are on low wages that are performing above that league standard. And when you're on a short budget, like as Sunderland were, that's what you need to do. Yeah. Um, and to me, it, it just screamed extinction. And I, I said on Twitter, 
The guy's a dinosaur. Yep, I agree, mate. And surely for him now, this is last chance saloon, isn't it? In a, a, well, in the Premier League, because surely after he did all right at Everton, but failing at Man United and then at Sunderland, if he fails again at West Ham, then surely nobody is going to want to touch him from a Premier League point of view. No. Um, I don't know how long he can live on the whole Everton thing. Uh, he did well with Preston, um, to be fair. But, you know, the Everton thing, I've always thought it was overrated. Um, he went on and on and on about having no money, no money. I'm pretty sure he broke their Chancellor record a couple of times. I remember vividly Fellaini coming in for 20, 24 million, something like that. And um, I've always thought that he's kind of... Uh, He's made that job sound yeah. a lot better than it actually was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, for me, for me, I can only see West Ham going one way, and it sure ain't upwards. No, I'd, I'd agree to be honest. Unfortunately, because I would like to see them back in the top ten um, and competing up there where I think they belong. But not with Moyes in charge. I cannot see it going that way. But we shall see. Anyway, let's move on to this weekend's games, uh, and we'll start with League One. So. Let's start with the Yorkshire Derby. I think it's a derby. It's Doncaster versus Rotherham, and it's the 12.30 kickoff on Saturday. Doncaster 13 to 10, the draw 5 to 2, and Rotherham 15 to 8. Number one, is this a derby, Tom? Number two, who do you think is going to win it? Uh, I think it is. I think it is a derby. I did a bit of research, and, uh, you know, I think there's a Slight dislike. I don't think it's you know anywhere near Sheffield United, Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think it's a uh, a derby for sure. In terms of the result, and honestly, I, I've backed Rotherham numerous times um, on the podcast. They've been in my treble a lot. Yeah. They have. Uh, but that's at the New York City Stadium, away from home. They've won just two games, uh, and Doncaster are coming off the back of a uh, one defeat in four games. Uh, they're relatively decent at home. So, I, to be honest, I would, I'd probably side with the home side uh, on this one. Yeah, I think either, either Doncaster, the home side, or probably for me, a score draw. Um, you get the draw at 5-2. to two. So, as you said, Rotherham, away, really poor. 1-2, drawn 1, lost 7 in all competitions. Um, and it's really weird that they're so good at home, they're hovering just outside the playoffs, but then they're so, so bad away. Um, Doncaster yeah. are, are a real mixed bag though, aren't they? They're kind of win one, lose one, draw one. You don't really know what you're going to get from them. No, not at all. And uh, I think they'll continue the season that way. Um, I think, you know, they'll, uh, they'll, they'll finish kind of mid-table win one, lose one kind of situation. Rotherham need to sort themselves out. They can't rely on home form. It puts massive pressure on those games. Um, but, you know, they're, they're seventh in the table, so it's not doing them too badly, is it? But, uh, yeah, for me, I think I think the draw is a good shout. Um, if I had to choose a winner, unfortunately, uh, I would go for Doncaster. Yeah, OK, interesting. So, I think either way, to be honest, Profit Chasers... There are much better games to bet on this weekend. So let's move on to the three o'clocks. Uh, we'll start with Blackpool against Portsmouth. So Blackpool are nine to five. The draw twelve to five and Portsmouth seven to five. For me, this is another one where I'm not so sure the result's not particularly clear cut. Portsmouth are really stuttering at the moment. They've lost four on the bounce now. An away record of one, two, drawn two, lost six. Whereas on the other hand, Blackpool have been pretty good at home. Won six, drawn two, lost one. So perhaps I'd want to side with Blackpool at nine to five, looking at the recent statistics. I think you can pretty much copy and paste uh, from the Doncaster Rotherham game. I think you're looking at draw, and if you had to side with a team to win, uh, you'd go for Blackpool. Um, yeah. Blackpool, however... Um, although they did play a slightly weakened side, they did lose away at Boreham Wood in the FA Cup. You have to go back to the 17th of October um, for their last win at home, which was very... Before that, you have to go back to the 16th of September, which was at home to Oxford. They're very capable, Blackpool. 
Portsmouth, like you said, uh, on, on a slide. And I'd probably go with draw. And if I had to choose, I would go for the Tangerines. Yeah, I think they're pretty generous odds for Blackpool, to be honest. Nine to five, when oh, they're, they're in much better form course. than Portsmouth. But, yeah, uh, of course. It's against the FA Cup winners of uh, of last week, isn't it? Pretty much. <laughs> 2000, yeah. 2008, they won the FA Cup, and they're still hanging on to onto that somehow. Um, yeah, crazy to think that these two were Premier League clubs. It, it feels like absolutely years ago, both of them were in the uh, top flight. Yeah, it shows, shows you how quickly things can change, doesn't it? But uh, anyway, yeah, absolutely. Let's move on then to the next game, which is Bradford at home to Plymouth. Bradford four to seven, shortest price of the weekend. Uh, the draw is three to one, and Plymouth are nine to two. I know you're a big fan of Bradford, aren't you, Tom? Do you back them to win again this weekend? Huge fan of Bradford, especially at home. Um, absolutely. Loved Bradford at home. I think over the years, um, especially you know coming up to the calendar year that we've been doing the podcast, um, it's been one of the most reliable bets. Uh, I'd say in the top four leagues. Yeah. Um, I, I feel that strongly. Um, however, they are facing a resurgent Plymouth Argyle. They started off the season with one win in their first seventeen. Games. That is diabolical. diabolical. So bad. Diabolical, mate. Um, in the last couple of weeks, they have registered another win in the league and also beat Grimsby um, in the cup as well. So they have trebled their amount of wins. Um, it, they do get a little bit sticky. Um, it's one one defeat in their last seven for Plymouth, and uh, they have faced Exeter. Fleetwood, Shrewsbury, Blackburn, Rochdale. So, yeah. you know, they, they haven't played much. Amongst that. Yeah, some very decent sides. And uh, as much as I will be back in uh, Bradford to beat them, I don't think it's going to be as clear cut as you may imagine. I agree. Four to seven for Bradford. They should definitely win. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me, as you say, if it was a pretty close one. It's a crap price, isn't it, as well? It, it, it's a it crap is. price. It is. Would you be saying to Profit Chasers, avoid this as a possible banana skin, or are you pretty confident? that? <sighs> no, I'm confident. Yeah. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be four or five, but uh, yeah, I think you've got to fancy Bradford at home against the uh, against the bottom team in the league. I don't know about yourself, but uh, uh, yeah. despite Plymouth's upturn, you got to fancy the Bantams. Yeah, uh, no, I agree. I agree. Definitely Bradford to win here. Okay, next game is Gillingham against Berry. Gillingham is six to four. The draw is twenty-three to ten, and Berry a nine to five. So two sides here who have fairly recently sat their managers, uh, Justin Edinburgh for Gillingham and Lee Clark for Berry. They've both got caretaker managers in charge. Gillingham's form, I'd say, is a lot, lot better than Berry's. Three wins in the last five for the Jills, including an excellent 3-1 away at Rotherham, whereas Berry have lost four league matches in a row. And on top of that, they could only manage a one all against non-league Woking last weekend in the FA Cup. So 22nd place, 23rd in League One. But I feel these are two sides with one's on the up, one's on the down. Gillingham being the team on the up. I don't know about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Gillingham... Coming off the back of a 7-5 win against a Reading under-23s in the EFL Trophy South Group B. Mad score. Seven-five <laughs> uh, league. So I, I personally think no matter what level you're playing at, if you score seven in a game, that's going to give you some some good confidence. Definitely. And uh, Yeah, I definitely fancy uh, Gillingham to win that game. I, I really do. I think you're spot on, Tom. One team is on the up and one team is... Definitely, you know, on the uh, downward spiral, and you have to remember, Barry were Barry were backed this season. They had a decent budget, a very decent budget, and uh, they're underachieving hugely. Yeah, they did. I think, I think it was about twenty odd players um, they bought in new over the summer. But then, if yeah. you, if you're going to allow the manager to bring in that number of players, 
then surely you've got to give him time to settle everybody in and gel the squad together because that is not going to happen overnight. No, but chairman expects it to be. So yeah, that's that's football. Yeah, for it you. is. <laughs> yeah, that's football. It's really sad, but you know they put money into it and they expect. Ah, oh, you know that. Yeah, you know, we'll it's, be promoted next week. Yeah. yeah. It does not work like that, unfortunately. No, it doesn't. But Gillingham at six to four, definitely, I reckon, and I think you agree, are are a good bet for this weekend. Yes, definitely. So let's move on then to MK Dons against Fleetwood. MK Dons are thirty-one to twenty. The draw twenty-three to ten. Fleetwood seventeen to ten. Tough game to call this one. Don't know about yourself, but I. Do not know which way this one we're going to go. Yeah, do you know what? I think I do. Okay. Um, I think I fancy Fleetwood. Yeah. Um, I'm just yeah. I've just having a look at their uh, at their away form. You know, it's it's not perfect. However, they have they have turned up. They beat Bradford three 0 away. Yeah, that's impressive. Uh, they beat Plymouth Plymouth away, which obviously you know is is pretty pretty given. Um, Fleetwood have drawn away at Blackburn to all despite Blackburn's problems still not an easy place to go uh, they've beaten off Hampton away I think they've gone enough on the road Yeah, uh, they're coming off the back of one defeat in their last eight games including the cup and uh, I think Fleetwood are slowly and kind of stumbling creeping up the table Uh it's, it's by no means a red carpet walk. Uh, it's a, a little bit more of a stumble, but 17 to 10, I think that's a decent price at an MK Don side that lacks consistency, excitement, imagination, anything. Yeah, mm, I, I, I see where you're coming from. I probably won't be touching this game, to be honest, but if I had to pick a side, I'd go for Fleetwood based on, on what you say in recent form and the fact that MK Dons is very uninspiring and a bit flat at the moment. But um, yep. better games to bet on, I think. Which yeah. brings us on to a game which is equally, I think... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Awkward. Yeah, awkward. That'll do. Which is Oxford against Northampton. Oxford are 3-4. to four. The draw thirteen to five. Northampton a pretty big eighteen to five. Yeah, awkward. I don't know about yourself, but Oxford. You think they're going to go on a good run and start moving up the league, but then they they drop a lot of points. Um, Northampton looked terrible, but recently they've really picked up and they've not lost now in the last four. Um, so it's not as clear cut as you would have thought a few weeks ago. This one. No, not at all. Um, we were, you know, we were doubting Jimmy Floyd's effect, weren't we? Oh, yeah. Well, it, it, he had quite a lot of effect, didn't he, when he first came in? Then his effect <laughs> he went, did. His effect, effect went and through the floor. <laughs> it plummeted. <laughs> it really did. Uh, his effect nearly landed him in League Two instantly. <laughs> it dropped off that much. But, um, yeah, uh, I mean, it's another game that is tough to call, like you said. Oxford... On the face of it, they are the better side, but they don't show it enough. And they haven't won now for four games. And, you know, I, I would I would fancy Oxford um, if you force me to choose a side. And three to four is quite an attractive price. But I don't trust them enough, unfortunately. No, no. Um, you say three to four is quite an attractive price, but I, if I compare this three to four... For Oxford against the six to four that I think that you'd get for Gillingham, the six to four for Gillingham for me looks so much better and has much more of a better chance of winning than this. I suppose, but when you have to think about it, you're betting on the team that is in twenty second. Yeah. Oxford are in tenth, so I still think it's a uh, it's a good price. And although Gillingham are on the up, they're still technically, if the season would end now. They'd get relegated. Yeah. So I think that's where the difference comes in. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so you go for Oxford if you had to choose, but you kind of no. yeah, I yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not tipping them, uh, but I'm thinking if if someone really wants to uh, bet on it, 
I think you got to go with a use. Yeah, no, I, I, I'd agree, to be honest. Um, let's move on then to our final two games in League One. Uh, the first one of the two is Scunthorpe against Bristol Rovers. Scunthorpe are 11 to 10, the draw 12 to 5, and Bristol Rovers also 12 to 5. For me, this is a Scunthorpe victory. Scunthorpe are currently fifth in League One, but for some reason, I don't know if you feel the same, I feel like they should be doing worse than that because I feel like they're a team we don't we haven't really mentioned much on the podcast this year. Um, they seem to have a very stop-start season, um, and I've just took no notice of them whatsoever, but they're in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, they're in the playoffs, and you can probably, the reason why we haven't mentioned them is because they've been relatively dull. Uh, they've only scored 18 goals. Um, so just to let you know that um, 18th place Oldham have scored 27. Jeez. Um 23rd Berry, second from bottom Berry, have scored one less. Um, it's just they're tight at the back. Uh, 13, they've conceded fourth best uh, defensive record. Yeah, I mean, I think we expected more because the last last season, especially, yeah. they really, really pushed it, didn't they? They were yeah. like a a proper heavyweight. Yeah, they they should have got automatic really if they hadn't tailed off for the last three months of the season. Yeah, nothing. You know, Josh Morris last year, he was, everything he touched went in. Yeah, everything. Did. Yeah. He was absolutely exceptional. And this year, he's uh, dropped off a little bit. Uh, I totally agree with you. I fancy uh, Scunthorpe to, to get the victory, though. I think Bristol Rovers, um, they're, they're just operating at a good level for Bristol Rovers, aren't they? 13th in League One. You'll take that all day as a, uh, as a pirate. Yeah, yeah. Just the... Uh... Just the two losses at home for Scunthorpe this season, and they've come to Blackburn and Wigan, so you'd say two of the better sides in the division, whereas Bristol, on the other hand, have lost five of the last six, and that includes throwing a 2-0 lead away at Notts County in the FA Cup last weekend, which is never a good sign if you're throwing away a two-goal lead to lower league opposition. But, uh, yeah, Scunthorpe win at 11-10 for me, and for you, definitely. Yeah, for sure. And the final game in League One then is FC Wimbledon against Peterborough live on Sky. FC Wimbledon are seven to five, the draw twelve to five, and Peterborough nine to five. How can you see this one going? Well, I was looking at Peterborough, uh, their recent form, and you know how they've done away from home. So I don't know if you remember. Can you remember when Peterborough was starting to, uh, you know, run away with it? I think they won yeah. um, five of the first six. Yeah. And uh, I remember everyone kind of thinking, wow, you know, these boys mean business. Well, they've won one in their last eight, and they haven't won away from home since the 26th of August, Jeez. where they beat Northampton. Northampton were um, in that absolute not hole there yeah. that meant Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank coming in. Uh, so they've not won away from home for a long, long time. Um, their actual last victory was a surprising home win over Shrewsbury. But away from home, they've fallen to Scunthorpe, Southend, to Oldham, and drew to Warsaw, they've drew to Doncaster, and then we go into their victories away at Bristol Rovers and Northampton. So away from home, they are pretty poor. And I actually quite like Wimbledon. I think they're, never, they're not going to get promoted, they're not going to get relegated, but... I think they're definitely capable of rolling over anyone in the league. Yeah, yeah. Because to be honest, I don't know which way this game's going to go. Um, avoid, to be honest. No more comments to make on this game. No more. <laughs> no, no more, more tumbleweed. <coughs> I, I, I just quite like Wimbledon. I think they've got a got got a decent bit about them. They can score a few goals, and yeah, I mean they're not perfect. Don't get me wrong. They they are. 20th in the table for a reason but uh, yeah I think Peterborough have, have really fallen off so I would definitely alert the profit chasers to a monumental banana skin if nothing more okay well that boxes off league one so let's move on to the final league we're going to cover today and that is league two um, we'll start things off we'll pick out the highlights here out of the uh, 12 fixtures that we've got the glamorous Friday night kickoff. It's Newport County at home to Port Vale. And I've got this one down 
as a Port Vale double chance at four to five. I don't know what you think to that. I think that's great. I think that's a really, really good thing to tip. Uh, on the face of it, Newport in eighth, Port Vale in 22nd. Oh, home win, surely. No, you'd be wrong, profit chasers. You would. The, the away side, Port Vale, they've really, really, really picked up, unfortunately, since the sacking of one of my most hated players of all time, Michael Brown. Ha, ha, ha. Um, and yeah they've really picked up and they're now um, picked up four wins in their last six actually uh, two on the road yep Uh, the man with the blondest eyebrows in English football has taken them to new levels hasn't he that's uh, Neil Aspin (laughs) (laughs) please everyone I might tweet a picture of him just so everyone can see him please do it's hilarious Um, yeah, as I say, Port Vale, four out of the last six, they've won. Newport, very inconsistent, uh, very much a win one, lose one, draw one kind of team. Um, so Port Vale double chance at four to five if, is is great value. If you wanted to go for Port Vale on the nose, you can get 13 to five, which is, again, really, really good. And I think from what I've been seeing for this week in League Two, I think there's quite... A lot of good prices for away teams in the division this weekend. Um, but, Absolutely. But we'll come to those later on. Um, I'll hand it over to you to pick one out next. Okay. Um, so I'm probably going to take one that is relatively obvious. Um, and I feel like we tip them every week. But, you know, why wouldn't you? It's Luton Town. Um, So Luton Town are away at Cheltenham Town this week. Um, Cheltenham is not, you know, it's not the easiest place to go. They they do put up a fight there, um, but I fully expect Luton, who are pretty hot right now, uh, to go there and win. Um, Especially on the road. Uh, They have done really well on the road recently. They haven't actually lost away from home since the 12th of August. Uh, they lost 1-0 away at Barnet. And since then, they are unbeaten away from home. Nice. So I really, really fancy Luton to uh, win that one. And you can get Luton at 23-20, to 20, which I think is a great price. Yeah, not bad. I definitely think they'll win. I do feel slightly scarred by Luton because I put them on the bomb-proof treble twice, didn't I, in recent weeks? And they failed to win yes. both times. But... Uh, <laughs> They're up there for a reason, so they can't keep on losing. Yeah, I mean, you know, they are winning games. It just doesn't seem to be when (laughs) when you put them on, but uh, I think you've got to fancy them. Yeah, definitely. And we have to remember as well, they did get that really impressive 1-0 away win against Portsmouth in the FA Cup. So beating higher league opposition, which is always a good sign for a team that is aiming to get into that division. I'll pick the next one to stop you thiefing all mine. So I'm going to go for another one, which is actually probably my best bet of uh, League Two this weekend, and that's Swindon at home to Chesterfield. And Swindon are three to four. So Swindon have won their last four games in a row, and and five from the last six. So they're on really good form at the moment. They're not conceding many either in these games. So in the winning run, they've had two one nils, a three nil, and a five one. So keeping it tight and also scoring plenty of goals at the other end. They're up against Chesterfield, who have been a a little bit better since Jack Lester took over. But they're still struggling to pick up points, especially away from home. Um, They're still rooted to the bottom of the league in 24th and five points clear of safety. So I do think this is going to be a comfortable win for, for automatic promotion chase in Swindon. Yeah, totally agree. Um, Swindon are a side, again, that I feel like we haven't really mentioned, and, and they're sat in fifth. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, they're, they're in the playoffs right now. So if the season were to end, and yeah, um, they've got a, a good, like you said, good recent record, and I think three to four is a, is a lovely price. Yeah. I'm going to respond to that with one that I think will... Take a little bit of balls to put on, 
but I honestly do fancy him. And this, these are my outsiders of the week, pretty much. Um, so I'm looking at Forest Green Rovers. Oh, yeah. The Forest yes. Green, they travel away to Crawley this week. So Forest Green are in 20th and Crawley 19th. So Forest Green, they'll be the first ones to admit that it took them a long time to adjust to league football. Remember, this is their first outing um, in league football. So, you know, it took them a while to get used to it. Uh, now they have won four of their last five games. Uh, the only defeat, you know, you can say it doesn't really count. It was the Football League trophy against the Swansea under-21s. Um, before that, you have to go back to uh, the start of October for their last defeat. And that's kind of where it kick-started. They lost at home 4-0 to Newport. And something happened uh, there because previously, you know, they'd gone away at Notts County and Drew. Um, they'd gone away at Cheltenham and won. And something happened in that Newport game. Must have been a wake-up call because they went away at Coventry and won, away at Stevenage and won, and then I tipped them the other week uh, yeah. to beat Morecambe at home. That came in. They beat Macclesfield at home in the FA Cup. Uh, they're pretty hot, and like we said um, in League One, you know when a team one team's up and one team's kind of on the way down, there's definitely uh, money to be made. And Forest Green, eleven to four, I think is a superb price. Yeah, I completely agree, mate. I love that pick. Um, you can also get the double chance to, if you were a bit hesitant about going for Forest Green at the higher price. The double chance is three to four. So again, still a really good price. And this is against the Crawley side who have only won one home game all season. And that was at the start of September against Yeovil. They've already lost seven home matches this season, which is absolutely dreadful. Terrible. And um, yeah, I really fancy Forest Green to, to continue their, their solid run and yeah, hopefully uh, pick up a victory for us. Yeah, so talking about outsiders that we like, I'm going to go for Colchester and they're away at Barnet and they're 9-5. to five. So I couldn't really understand the pricing for this game. Colchester, as I just said, 9-5. to five. Barnet are 13-10, uh, to 10, pretty big favourites. And the draw is five to two. So thinking of that, you think, oh yeah, Barnet must be doing quite well. Colchester not so well. Well, you'd be wrong. Barnet are in twenty-first in the league. Colchester thirteenth. However, Barnet have not won a game since the 9th of September. No wins in their last ten league games. Whereas on the other hand, Colchester have picked up a bit of league form recently. They've won against Crew. They've won against Newport, they've won against Mansfield, and they've drawn against Coventry all in their last five league games. So I can't quite work out why they're such big odds. No, not at all. And it's always it's always the case, isn't it? I, you know, we always say it's lazy. Yeah. It's lazy it from lazy. the bookies. And uh I feel like, you know, some of some of them don't do their research or, you know, they go off, you know, the size of the club or how much money the club's got it's 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 so lazy but you know we've been saying it now we've been banging on that we are more than happy to capitalize when the bookies want to be lazy yeah 100 percent. it's just because barnet had edgar davis in didn't they so they must be good yeah <laughs> probably this is this the kind of media thing uh that would get them uh that kind of that kind of price um so yeah, I, I totally agree, Pip. I think that's a, a really good shout. Definitely uh, one that I will be interested in this weekend. Um, there are a couple uh, that I think may trip a few people up this weekend. Um, so I definitely, on the face of it, fancy Exeter at home to Grimsby. However, I just want the profit chasers to be aware that Exeter are not what they imagine. Yeah. Um, at the start of the season, Tom, me and you were pretty excited about this Exeter side. We were. And, um, you know, we, we had them in a bet once where uh, it was away at Cheltenham and I, I tipped them. And I think they went 2 3 nil down or something. Yeah. Um, and they managed to turn it round and it seemed like everything was falling for them. Recently, it's not been the case. They're still capable, but in the league, they've only won one of their last five. 
which is a problem. Uh, that was a 1-0 away win at Carlisle, who are an absolute joke. So, Exeter, I, I would fancy him if you made me choose a team, but Grimsby are plucky. Um, they went through a bit of a dodgy spell uh, where they were getting smashed left, right and centre. Uh, but they're back a bit, and I, I don't know about you, but I, I feel that's a little bit of a potential banana skin. No, yeah, I, I agree. I think you, you're quite right to point that out to Profit Chasers, to be honest. Exeter just don't have the form coming into this one that, that I'd want to see for me to back them at, at four to five. Yeah, I, I don't trust them, to be honest, especially when Grimsby no. have, have only lost one in their last six, so they're not in poor form. And if you look at no. recent heads-to-heads between the sides, you've got a nil-nil, nil-nil, one-nil and nil-nil. So very, very close games classically yes absolutely uh any more any more from you um one more from me that uh is perhaps something which might trip a few people up i'm not going to back accrington away at cambridge if people looked at the league table they'd see accrington flying high in second place um but they're coming up against the cambridge side who have been pretty good at home they've won five drawn one and lost two of their league home matches Accrington do have the second best away record in the division. However, if you take a closer look into that, those wins have come against Chesterfield, Port Vale, Morecambe, Forest Green and Crewe. So that's five of the bottom seven sides. So I wouldn't look at these kind of form tables and read too much into the fact that Accrington are right at the top because their wins have come against teams you'd expect them to be beaten right at the bottom of the division. I think Cambridge are a decent outfit, and I, I, I can't see Accrington winning, to be honest. Tom Pipkin, superb bit of research. <laughs> um, yeah, ab- absolutely. That's what we're here for, <clears throat> is things like that. He's spot on. And uh, without any research, I'd be looking at second, at home to 10th, and I, I'd be lumping. But uh, yeah, I'd throw into the mix, like you said, that Cambridge are absolutely no pushovers. I think, you know, that's definitely um, something to alert the profit chasers to. Um, I want to ask you one final question. Um, It's not a tip from me at all. It's just a pure speculative question. What do you think to the league leaders away to 11th place? And that is not to count here where it's Stevenage. Um, God knows, to be honest. Um, You'd expect Notts County to win, but they've not been great away from home recently, have they? And Stevenage, I do not know what's going to come from them from game to game. Sometimes they look really good, but then other times they lose inexplicably when you think they really should win. Like a 7-1 hammering against Stevenage is followed up by a great 3-2 win against Accrington. And then that's followed up by a 2-1 loss to Forest Green. Like, what is going to come from Stevenage? <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> Nobody knows. Um, incredibly inconsistent outfit. Yeah. And uh, for the record, I wouldn't back knots. Um, and again, this one may be a potential banana skin. And again, you may be looking at it, you know, top. You know, Statistically, they're the best, best team in the league. Why wouldn't you get? Why wouldn't you back them? And uh, you know they may well win five nil away at Stevenage. That may well happen, <laughs> but they also may get five nilled by Stevenage. Yeah. So God yeah, it's, it's very unpredictable. And I uh, I wanted to hear your thoughts on that, and they uh, matched mine perfectly. Good stuff. Um, right, so that wraps up the leagues. Then what I'm going to do now is test your knowledge, Tom, with a little bit of trivia. Oh, bloody hell, here we go, here we go. So if everyone's listening to the podcast and also wants to play along with the trivia, um, I'm going to ask you the questions, Tom. Give it a little pause before you answer, just so the profit chasers can have a go at answering themselves if they're listening and want to want to answer. So uh, this quiz is going to be on League Two stadiums. So I want to know how well you know your League Two stadiums. So I'm, going to, I'm going to give you the name of the stadium. And I want you to tell me yeah. who plays there. Okay. So we'll okay. start. We'll just, start. Uh, just to let the profit chasers know, 
this is not re- rehearsed, and I do not know uh, what Tom Pipkin is going to ask me. I just want to clear that up one hundred percent before I make myself look like an idiot. Oh, I thought you were going to say before I get them all right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that may happen. I may surprise you, but uh, yeah, it depends how murky you want to go. I'm going to go really murky, right to the bottom of that barrel. Right. Oh, okay. All right. I'm ready. I'll, I'll leave a little pause for the profit chases. And if you're listening to the podcast, you know, you can always pause it as well and have a little think, play along. Yeah. Okay. So first we will go for Abbey Stadium. Abbey Stadium? Oh my God. Honestly, I have no idea. I, I think, oh my God, Abbey Stadium? I'm going to go for Cambridge United. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Get in. Yeah. That is superb stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. Love it. Bring it on. Well done. Another. Right, number two. Another one. The Crown Ground. Oh, God. The Crown Ground. Uh, what are these stadium names? They're so bloody weird. <laughs> I'm going to go for Crawley Town. No, that's Accrington. Oh, unlucky. Dang. Okay. 100% record's gone. It is unlucky, mate. I think it's going to go again with this one. Christie Road. Who plays there? Are you joking? <laughs> I've never heard of that before, so I'm going to say it's Forest Green Rovers. No, it's Morecambe, obviously. Morecambe? I thought they played at like the Globe Arena or something like that. Is it? Let me just Google it. Uh, I, honestly, you owe me a tenner if this is wrong. If you've asked me a false trivia question. Okay, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Pipkin. What the is trivia. The trivia. Should not be incorrect. Well, I'll just trust the trivia website. <laughs> I thought it was more, more can play at the Globe Arena. Well, there you go. Right, that's it. You owe me a tenner. This, well, I'll mm. tell you what we'll do. We're going to take that off your bomb proof, your winnings, and we're going to stick that on mine. Oh, so when at the end of the season, when we go head to head, I'm going to take <laughs> a tenner off you for that. That was bloody bang out of order. Okay. You got any more? I give you, you one. You, I give you, you taking your ball home? Oh, bore off! I'll give you one more. <laughs> Go on then. Who plays at Wadden Road? Wadden Road, aka the LCI Rail Stadium. <laughs> Doesn't really make it easier, does it? <laughs> I think that's Crawley. No, that that's Cheltenham Town. My God, do you know what? One of the things that, that drives me insane, um, which I understand, is League Two teams. They all have sponsored stadiums because they're all they're all struggling for cash, right? So yeah. I feel like the stadium names change every few years. But yeah. uh, do you know what? I'm actually happy with my uh, I'm happy with my effort there. I think I was about fifty percent. About fifty percent, yeah. yeah. And I got an extra tenner onto my bombproof treble. Yeah, from you, which yeah, is absolutely yeah. delightful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> just, just talking about touching on sponsored stadiums. I think the one that gets me the worst is the, the Cherry Red Records Stadium, or whatever it's called. <laughs> That's I love that what one. What an intimidating place to go. I love that one. <laughs> anyway. It's incredible. Um, bombproof trebles. Yes. So speaking of bombproof trebles, this is the world famous part of the show where me and Tom, we're going to put together all of our research and all of our lovely knowledge, and we're going to come up with, this week, a joint bombproof treble. Um, so we've got a decent record when we put our minds uh, together, actually. Yeah. Uh, 50% I think we've won 50%. Rate. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're on a one-for-one. One. Um, so, you know, we, we have a decent record there. And, yeah, we're going to come up with a little treble for you. Uh, at the end of the season, what we're going to do as well, we're going to total up how much we've made as a show. And as I touched on before, me and Tom are also going to go head-to-head so we can um, see who came out on top there. 
So, without any further ado, Tom Pipkin, you can introduce Team Treble. All right, so Team Treble version three. Sorry we couldn't think of a more interesting name for this one. We did try, but uh, the teams we've got in it don't really lend themselves to any particular name. But we're going to go for Swindon at home to Chesterfield. They're three to four. We're also going to go for Gillingham. They're at home to Bury, and they're six to four. And we're going to go for Forest Green Rovers, double chance. So that's Forest Green to either win or draw away at Crawley. And that's three to four as well. So £10 stake on that one pays £76 return. Yeah, I'm really I'm really happy with that return. That's quality, isn't it? Yeah, really good return. Really, really pleased with that. I didn't think it'd be as high as that, to be honest, on the face of it. No, but, especially, uh, especially with a double chance in there, you'd... Uh, you know, you'd expect the the price to take a little bit of a hammer in, but uh, yeah, we we found a good price there. So yeah, really confident actually. That'll be that'll be good. Yeah, all teams that are on form against teams that are in poor form. So that's where we like it. Yes, absolutely. Um, so yeah, get on that, guys. Um, any winners, just send us in your bet slips. We're more than happy to share them on Twitter and. Uh, you know, enjoy the fun together. So one thing we got requested on Twitter is for us to choose a double half-time, full-time result bet. So we've gone away and we've thought, yeah, we've found a really good one that pays 10 to 1. And that's Gillingham to be winning at half-time, Gillingham to be winning at full-time, and Swindon to be winning at half-time, and Swindon to be winning again at full-time. So that pays overall 10 to 1 on the double. So uh, not bad odds for two teams we definitely think should win, eh? Oh, that's pretty pretty decent, isn't it? Um, that's what I mean. They're both on the uh, bomb proof. And, you know, we both fancy them to win. So, yeah, why not um, Why not half-time and full-time? Uh, so hope the listener um, is satisfied. Um, so, yeah, hopefully that wins and uh, we can share in the victory. Okay, guys, so please do not hesitate to get in touch with us. Uh, there are numerous ways to get in touch with us. The best way is Twitter. So we're very active on Twitter. Um, we're at T underscore FB podcast. A follower of ours sent us some lovely feedback the other day. Uh, like Tom said, we had a request for a, a new style of bet to be featured on the show. So we're welcome to absolutely anything that you guys have got to say, rain or shine. We also have a Facebook page, so www.facebook.com slash footballbettingpodcast. We have a website, which is all up and running uh, with forums, blog articles that you can submit. So please get involved with that. Uh, that's footballbettingpodcast.co.uk. And you can also email us, so footballbettingpodcast at gmail.com. Perfect, perfect. We'll have a quick run through the Fantasy Football League. So we do have the official Premier League Fantasy Football League going on. Uh, it's currently got, what, 42 members in it at the moment. Uh, Yeti Tep is still leading, as he has been doing for most of the season. Though he's not too far ahead now, just by about 30 points. I'm still struggling, down in, 20, down in 35th place. Uh, just broke the 500 point mark. Where's yourself, Tom? You're in 30 seconds, so you've dropped as well. Yeah, 30 seconds, buddy. So I dropped down a couple. Yeah. Um, as long as I'm above you, that's all that matters. <laughs> I've got a, an absolutely beautiful 31-point cushion on you. But yeah, I I tried to do something a little different. You know, I, I'm aware that everyone's kind of got the same captains and stuff, so I tried to have Vardy as my captain away at Stoke. I was hoping that uh, Vardy would be able to capitalise. Uh, he did absolutely sweet FA and got me four points. So, yeah, I don't think me and you are going to be winning any awards uh, no. anytime soon. Absolutely not. Well, I put Deli Ali in as my captain and he didn't even play. So <laughs> <laughs> That's happened to you at least at it's, least three times. Yeah, it has. At it, least. It's, it's so annoying. I thought after he scored twice in midweek against Real Madrid, I thought, yes, they've got Palace at home. He's going to be bang up for this. No. Injured, no. didn't play. Shout out for the Fuchs Ake, which uh, may uh, relate to some uh, more colourful language. 
Um, <laughs> he scored 78 points, which was the most in the league that week. Uh, captained and pretty much carried by uh, Salah. He got him 30 of his 78 points. So I think that's almost the same amount that me and you got in our whole side. Yeah, I think. pretty much. And then he had clean sheet heaven and a couple of assists everywhere. Uh, so, yeah, big yeah. shout out to Oliver Warsfold. Yeah, Warsfold. Sorry, Oliver. 78 points. Superb week. Yeah. No fantasy football action this week, but if you do still want to join the league, I'll put the code to join in the description of the podcast, or if you can't find it or whatever, you can just ask us on Twitter or Facebook or uh, on the website. So please do join. There's going to be a free bet for the winner. So the more the merrier. Yeah. Absolutely. I I just wanted to uh, interrupt. I'm just looking at the table now, and I was absolutely hoping to God that you got the lowest points total of the week. However, you're not the third worst. Uh, Unfortunately, (laughs) Chris Hindle, who chindles champs in 14th, got uh, 27 points. It's not the best week for Chris. No, thanks, Chris, for getting lower than me, because that would have been proper embarrassing if the host of the podcast got the lowest score out of all 42 people. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Chris. You're a great guy. Great guy, great guy. Anything else you'd like to add to this week's show before we uh, call it a wrap? No, um, you know, nice to put some uh, teams in the spotlight that may not get that opportunity because of the uh, Premier League and so on and so forth. So uh, nice to change it up today and kind of talk about Crawleys and Colchesters. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. And I definitely think we've got a good bomb-proof treble again this weekend to make it two wins on the spin. Um, I'm really liking that. I'm, we do have a good record, as you said, when we when we combine forces. So, fingers crossed. Yeah. If we liked each other more, maybe we could do it more often. No, we just but, don't uh, like you, though. So, that won't happen. Can't, can't resist the head-to-head pummeling that <laughs> I'm going to deliver by the strong. end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so thanks for listening, guys. If you have enjoyed the show, we'd really appreciate it. If you'd go on iTunes, um, give us a rating and review just to help us on our way. So... There's nothing more to say from me other than thanks again and good luck for the bets this weekend. And it's thank you from me and echo Tom's thoughts. Good luck for the weekend. Please send us your slips if you get a winner. Cheers, guys. Bye-bye.